Thank you everybody for tuning in to The Move Podcast. My name is Scotty Carlisle, and today we have, a, we have a guest that has some real insight on branding and life experiences. And you, what a treat this podcast is gonna be because you're gonna hear from somebody who has climbed almost every mountain and swam through every ravine in the marketing and branding world, give some real world advice and how he sees his own issues and what he's doing to create this magical word called congruence in his own life and then whose lives that he's willing to touch and and help. So thank you for tuning in and get comfortable because this will be a good one. The whole concept for MOVE is M, make a difference. Oh, to offer up your time, talent, and gifts. B, there's victory in the small things, and E, to encourage others. And so I started to MOVE. How you doing, Rich? Ah, oh, fantastic, Scott. It's such a blessing to be here, brother. And thank you for asking me. So, so here's the thing. So the Move Podcast. Now I have nine episodes up, and I'm releasing them every week. I'm, I'm, and I have a full time production assistant that's actually helping me because you know making it a reality. And so, you know what you do completely fits in the parameters of the MOVE podcast. So MOVE is an acronym that there was a whole, there's a long story of how it was bestowed on my lap, but M is make a difference in other people's lives. O is offer up your time, talents, and gifts. V is to find victory in the small things, and that just means appreciate what you have no matter what the situation. And then E is to encourage others. And what you're doing encapsulates that to um, to the nth degree, you know? And so when I was, you know, typically I have been interviewing people that have overcome some kind of adversity and then MOVE is like a instruction manual on how they can get over their challenges or whatever it is. Because if you're feeling sorry for yourself or bad or hurt or whatnot, the best way to alleviate that is to move is to do something for others and get outside of your own head. And so uh, you're obviously doing that. And I figured, you know what? I need to get you on the show so we can talk about what drove you to do where you're, you know, to do what you're doing and then what exactly it is that you do to, you know, so other people out there can find you if they need this, this kind of help or if they're searching for somebody that, can fill that gap. And I, and you know, going to your, I can't remember, what do you call it? The ranch, the something ranch? The brand ranch. The brand ranch, yes. Going to your brand ranch and having you uh, make breakfast and uh, it was an experience. And so I definitely wanna talk about that too. But um, that, that's, that's why I wanted you on the show, so. So let me fill in one blank so that you know 
uh, it. I have two sons. I'll do it this way by telling a story. I have two sons. And once the financial house that I had built over decades came crashing down in 2008, I had put pretty much all my chips into real estate. And I went from a very, very strong position to bankruptcy on paper. I did not file bankruptcy. I probably should have, but I did. Yeah, hindsight. <laughs> yeah. By the time I was like, that's it. I'm just going to file. I couldn't because the house was worth, wasn't worth any. You know, I was like, if I had just, yeah, never mind. Okay. <laughs> I know the feeling. I know the feeling. All my other homes were like toast. They were like going crazy, like going into foreclosure. Anyway, but. So I, in relation to my own sons who had, were in unique situation, both are Eagle Scouts, but that, you know, that's a setup for everything's going to be okay. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Um, You know, had found ways to, to be challenged in their own lives. And I asked myself, what was my role in there? And that really, I agreed on my role is twofold. One is to love them and in a way that let them know that I will never give up on them and that I know that whatever they're going through, they have to go through to be prepared for whatever the greatness is that they're going to bring to the world because God puts us here for a reason and we either step into it or we don't. And the second is to show by my own, uh, I'll use a different word than show, model, because I'm NLP trained, so model is a behavior thing. I don't mean like runway model, but to sh- do in a way that they can copy, to model that that, that adversity, in my case, financial adversity, wasn't to break you, it's to strengthen you. And my job was to model that and reinvent myself, renew myself, rejuvenate myself and come back so that they see that you can do that. Adversity is not to take you out. It's to define you in the way you respond to it. So love them unconditionally and never give up on them and model coming back from adversity. That was my job. Um, and it was bad, <laughs> but it wasn't so bad. I didn't lose my house. We stayed in our house. The brand ranch is the brand ranch. So that was the stability piece. Um, we were here, but the financials were absolutely destroyed. And, uh, uh, well, let's say 90% destroyed. It was a choice. And uh, what? I didn't, <laughs> it's so typical of, 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 of God's sense of humor. It's like, and, and, his, and, his, and, and his being there for us all the time, even though we don't think about the fact that he's there, is that I had it all the time. I had been perfectly developed, perfectly designed. My whole life was designed to do what I'm doing now. But I had said, oh Lord, I'm gonna resign this addictive career to reshape my life. Show me what you want me to do, I'm ready. And quit branding. And I had to go through all this other stuff. And then, I, and then I quick jumped into real estate and I was cranking it up and cranking it up for a couple of years. 
and then bam went down hard so obviously that wasn't it <laughs> you know it's like now i got my attention you know it's like Do I get your attention? and <laughs> and uh, you know i'm doing other things and then somebody says hey can i help you and then another person another person and next thing you know i'm realizing oh my gosh when i use this what i used to think was my skills and now i'm really realizing other people are telling me it's really a gift that I have and they want my help. They want to pay me for it, but it's kind of for a different reason. It's not so that some agency, which there isn't any anymore, this name is in lights and we create a mystique so that people who want to get married doesn't have us do their branding. And it's not about me. It's about it. It's about the process of creating a set of stairs that lead to abundance from which we can step into our purpose and that's god's work and when i realized that that was a whole different league and so since that point everything has been directed at just allowing my prayer every morning which is lord thank you for this gift i understand it's my gift not my skills i'm so grateful that I get it and that things flow through me like water through a river. Praise God. Amen. Please put in front of me those people whose business or life you want me to touch with this gift and give me the eyes and ears and the wisdom to know who they are. In Jesus' name, amen. That's every morning. And it's amazing how they find me. <laughs> <laughs> no you just you quit saying what a coincidence and laughing at it you just go like you just look up you do it directly you don't even go through that anymore you just look up and go praise god you, you are amazing thank you lord i get it i think this is one of them if it's not send me a sign but i'm on it you know and um so I have a kind of a silly question with that. When you say this prayer, do you say it out loud or do you just say it into, you know? Typically at the counter, which is where I read my Bible every morning. And um, I read the Bible. I use a, a daily devotional and uh, it triggers me to read a certain passage. But I often read the entire chapter. And my mindset is I'm not reading the Bible to check off that, yeah, I read my devotional which was kind of the old rich when I did do it. And I did, I usually, I got the large print version of this thing and I would read it on my way to the agency because you could read a word or two at a time in slow traffic, which it's always slow traffic in those days. Cause you know, so it's like, you know, you're inching along and you, yeah. um, but it's, it's to read the word for God's will and the prayer. And I'm about to read your word, Lord, may your, your will land on my heart so that what I do in my business and in my marriage and in my personal life and all my relationships is congruent with your will. Your will be done, not mine. Make me a bastion of your will. Amen. I read a word and then I say, I say the prayer every morning. So uh, it's very, very present in my life. It's why I do what I do. Um, I think it's why it feels like a uh, love and not like work uh, because I truly believe I was perfectly my life was perfectly guided to prepare me for this and I see it 
at least I see it that way. And I constantly ask for correction and clarification and for to be able to see his will, whether that comes from a passage in the word that I read or whether it comes from something that happens um, with clients or, you know, in my work. Hmm. I've been on this this little um, kind of a thought train for a little bit and I'm reflecting at different situations in my life and something that just happened uh, was it on Friday as a matter of fact and so the difference in prayer that you say internally as opposed to the spoken word and I've had situations in my past where I have spoken out loud the prayer that I was that I was thinking and some tangible things happened that I can put my finger on and say, "Wow, that is specifically what I asked for." Like oh. for example, on Friday I had to do a speech in Toastmasters. And my speech was called. You got to do a speech. Uh, that? Well, that's true. I was. That's a good point. I was able to. Thank you. Thank you. An LP uh, train. <laughs> <laughs> but before I had, because I, it was called forgiving forgiveness, and it was the the story of my little brother. So he got killed in a motorcycle accident. The guy that had pulled out in front of him, fled the scene. And the court case took about two years and the whole time I was giving the guy the benefit of the doubt, looking at him through forgiving eyes as it could have happened to anyone, only to find out on the day that court, you know, it was the day that, that we had court, he was the most smug, arrogant, non-remorseful person I have ever experienced. and. It, I was really angry at myself. Anyway, long story short is that I was angry at myself for forgiving him. And, but you know, as I look back now, that state of forgiveness allows certain health benefits. Whereas revenge, bitterness, blaming are the opposite of that. And it causes stress. And so I forgive myself for the forgiveness that I had. And so, but before I gave the speech, I had a little, Bears, I, tricky. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. But before I gave the speech, I said out loud, cause I didn't have it completely penciled out the structure and everything. I said, God, let me, it's, it, this is, this speech isn't supposed to win a, a, a speech contest, but let me touch someone, some, somebody's heart. I said that out loud before I went into the meeting. Well, in Toastmasters, they, people are allowed to give you their critiques via chat from Zoom. And literally, I had one specifically say, Scotty, thank you for your speech. It was great. My heart is feeling things filling several things I can't explain. Uh, not, not a bad thing, but thank you for that. Some, I'm paraphrasing, but specifically said, you touched my heart, which is specifically what I asked out loud. And so I just, 
I wonder if there's a difference in the vibration or the universe or the something that we can't really comprehend that when you say things out loud, it brings another level of energy or another level of power to it. I don't know. What do you think? I absolutely agree that it does. And it's biblical. You'll find it somewhere. And I can't think of where it is right now, but I swear it's in the book. And it talks about the power of the word, the power of the word. When you, when you say the spoken word, you know, good things can happen, but also bad things can happen. You can put something into the universe by the words that come out of your mouth. You can kill a relationship. You can break someone's heart. You can, you know, defy the Lord. You can do all kinds of, when you speak. And so speaking is powerful. And it's speaking is not thinking. Speaking is speaking when it comes out of your mouth. And, uh, and so absolutely, there's a huge difference. There's a huge difference. Even the people who teach, um, and I, I use this when my Empowered Youth Day, when I did this thing for teenagers, speak how to write a, an affirmation. Affirmations are written, but they're to be, the, 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 you put your hand on your heart, on your lungs, and you speak in your most, you know, knowing, confident voice. You speak your affirmation, and the affirmation is written in the present tense, not in the future tense, or it'll never occur. You know, so it's like, I am a powerful world changer, right? You speak it, and you feel it. There's a huge difference. Hmm. I think, you know, my sister was talking about that. I think it was Ezekiel and he spoke, he prophesied um, the word or his breath into dead bones, dead and dusty bones or something like that. I don't remember all of it, but maybe that's the one that's, that's where it's referred to at one point. So I, I don't know. It, it's, it's constantly an interesting thing for me. So, well, there are, there are, uh, uh, passages in the New Testament about um, the the tongue, the, the tongue, and how the tongue is evil. Uh, uh, you know, can't has the power of evil. If you're and 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 you need to kind of get over that and quit doing that. <laughs> you know <laughs> that language and and you know the it's the opposite of the passages of whatever is good whatever is uplifting whatever is you know worthy whatever is you know whatever uh focus on those things it goes with the if you speak positive it affects not only your life it's kind of the pebble and the ripples go out and touch the world and uh your tongue is the pebble and it can be a really bad pebble. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Huh. So I agree. I understand your, your premise about uh, interviewing me and how what I do is an example in spades of uh, overcoming things that or reframing, uh, you know, putting in perspective and then overcoming, not only, not only overcoming bad things that happen to you, but, focusing and directing and moving yourself forward into the things that you're literally here to do and reshaping all that so that you can just tear off the rearview mirror. Um, absolutely. And so, yeah, I think it's, 
it'll be a wonderful interview or perhaps a series. Ah, interesting. It could totally be, especially nowadays. I think people need something that is, you know, keeping them on a positive note because there's so many drags on society. There's so many stress points. There's so many conflicts and issues and separations and divides and anger and bitterness. And there's just so much stuff out there. And, but everything that has a negative context also has a positive context and it's your choice of what you're deciding to look at and to pour your being into because I've done I've been on both sides of the equation and you know it is a constant it's not like one day you wake up and you're positive and like oh everything's rainbows and butterflies no you still step in shit you still get sideswiped you still have situations that happen that catch you off guard and that stir emotions inside of you I think the difference is that you're just not dwelling in a certain place if you choose consciously to be positive you are choosing to take steps out of that and while you're still going to experience the horrible situation I think it doesn't last as long and you can literally use that as a springboard to catapult you into where you want to be in life by your own design so I would uh, I totally agree with you and I would add a couple of things to that uh, in terms of perspective one it, it you get to choose not only how you respond to anything that happens in life but on a bigger you know behind that curtain whom you listen to um you can watch the news all day long which <laughs> depressed okay because they want you addicted to come and watch more news because you get stimulated by the oh did you hear that oh that's oh, 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 oh. and then you watch more it's it's you know you're being tricked you're being uh you know entranced into watching news uh don't do that or, or you know let's say you read the you know you surround yourself with positive people positive uplifting people who get it and whose skill set and mindset have graduated from the mundane and the being caught and trapped and stay in the negative and they are the positive and you surround yourself with them okay but you also um <clears throat> you don't listen to the world you read the book you know you read the word and if you if that's where you're if that's whom you listen to your life's going to be way different than if the world has its power on you and the world is the at the you know it is at its worst is is the guy who runs the guy who runs the world you know, is the evil one. And, and it's a real thing. There's dark. I, mean, I just listened to, you met Ada Lloyd? Yes. Ada just recorded, and I, she sent me in things that, how, what do you think? Of this? this is Child Abuse Prevention Month, and she comes from a, a horrible background of child abuse. And she told her mom after years, look, dad's been doing this. And her mom's like, you can't say that because it'll ruin our family. And, and, and she literally was disempowered by her mom. And she now helps people overcome that. And she told a story about a guy who worked for the CIA and they created a detail to help get people attached to the United States whose kids got sexually trafficked to get those kids out and back 
and they had to leave the other kids who weren't connected to the United States. Oh, man. And it broke his heart. He left government, formed his own nonprofit, went back and got everybody. Oh, wow. That's cool. I just listened to it before I came on with you. And um, Ada, she's an example of a, you know, she could still be hanging out in, in the negative land. She's not. She's now a change agent. She's a catalyst. And she's so articulate. And her business, she was an interior designer. And it, she was thriving. And it got crushed and bankrupt because somebody, a, a, a store that she really kind of put too much importance on, kind of swept her aside and all of a sudden she was crushed and couldn't come back from it. And so she's still in that coming back period, but she still has this marvelous positive um, outlook and knows why she's here. And uh, it's going to be a beautiful, healthy time for her to grow. Wow. Um, and uh, boy, oh boy, the, the world is filled with hate and with abuse and with, it's just everywhere. And we can't, you know, get really mundane about let's gather more stuff. And when I gather my stuff, then I'll worry about that. It's like, we just have to acknowledge in reality that it's there and, and choose who we are. We either, um, what's the word when you don't pay attention, you are, Starts with an A. I'm sorry. Uh, whether you, uh, oh, for crying out loud. Anyway, you know, you don't care, and you just, you know, don't pay attention, or you do care, and you take steps and do something about it. And uh, it's just always our choice. So um, you know, you're you know, gonna, you're there gonna... is negative in the world, and it's the dark side, and there is a dark side, and it's real, and it's not going away. And when somebody gets closer to the light. They get hit even harder because the devil knows they're going to work against them. And so it's like, I'm going to take some shots. And we, we need to understand that we can say back off. Or not. So. Yeah, that's. There's something about naming, putting a name on it, mm. you know, that has some profundity. Uh, which is over my pay grade, but I know when you're talking about emotions and you're trying to walk yourself out of a certain situation, if you name the emotion you're experiencing, kind of takes away the legs. So if you're angry or somebody's angry and you say, hey, um, are you angry right now? Or I notice you're angry. You put, you name that situation and it literally will, when people are aware of it, 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 kind of takes away the burn or it takes away the, like I said, it takes away the legs. So there's something about that in the Bible too. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but something about putting a name on something. But either way, I digress. Um, back to on the professional side of the house, you've mentioned neuro-linguistic programming. I've heard of it. I've, in, in my understanding, neuro-linguistic programming is the subconscious that goes along with the conscious whenever you're giving a speech or messaging. So for example, if I'm 
telling you a story and I'm talking about the beginning, middle, and end, I can stand on the left side of the stage talking about the beginning, and then I can stand in the middle when I'm talking about the middle, and I can stand on the right side when I'm talking about the ending. And that way, I can walk over to the left side of the stage, I can mention something of a kid or a situation, and I have subconsciously placed the time frame in whoever's listening to me into their mind. Is it, does it get deeper than that? Or is it, is that kind of, what, what's your understanding? I know you're, you have a lot deeper understanding, so I, I know you can't regurgitate everything you know about it, but. It's not about regurgitating. Let me just frame it for you. Okay, okay, perfect. My credential. Bad choice of words. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my credential is that I am a, I'm gonna read it right off the thing. It's certified trainer of neuro-linguistic programming. That's the certification. That means that for th two and a half years and $24,000. <laughs> Chunk of change? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I went through a series of trainings. Uh, one is called practitioner and then master practitioner and trainer's training. Those three, and that's eight days, 14 days, and nine days, I think, or 12, well, the last one is pretty, pretty long, so it's 12 or 13, pretty significant trainings where you're in there all day long. And it's pretty intense, and there's a lot of content. And the trainer, the master at the front of the room, for, my, for me, it was Stacy O'Byrne, and she, she does small groups, 30 maybe, 35 max, not hundreds where she'll say like, oh yeah, it's only 800 bucks. Here's your certificate. And she won't personally get involved with the people in the room and they'll just get the certificate and say, oh yeah, I did an LP. She's not that person. There's a lot of people like that. Mm. She want, she attracts people who transform others. So she transforms the transformers is what I, the way I say it. And uh, she's masterful. Uh, and so I'm, I'm going to get to one of the things I would say at the end right now. And that is that on the 14th, I think, is that a week from Saturday, Saturday, so Saturday, wait a minute. Today's the fifth. Fifth for third, 10th, 17th. It's either 17th or 24th. I'll find it while you and I are still on and I will send it to you. She does a thing called, she's a sex, a sex coach. She's a success coach. A business coach she's built several million million dollar businesses of her own she's a success coach and a business coach and she's a master practitioner and trainer of neurolinguistics programming both two separate businesses of hers okay she's a coach and neurolinguistics programming master trainer master and master trainer so if you were going into a big negotiation you could hire her to help you prepare Okay. Or if you were a salesperson who really wanted to help others in what you were selling, let's say you're selling life insurance, but you want to sell them for the right reasons, you would ask for her help so that you could do the things that are in the best interest of others. Her of application of NLP is, let's give it a word, uh, like you said, let's give white hat. She's got the white hat on, like you know, the hero in the Western, white hat. What color does the bad guy wear? Black. Got it. So when you learn NLP, 
and you realize you can through sensory acuity, which means I can watch your nonverbals. I listen to the words you use. I listen to the path of the pattern of speech, um, not just the pattern of speech, but to your word spacing and so forth. But I also watch your eyes to see if, if when I say something, your eyes dilate. Or if I ask you, how do you make that decision? And I watch the pattern your eyes move your eyes move in patterns that belie how you make decisions. They move from upright, up, side left, down right. You know, those positions are certain, have just always the same. They mean always the same. And you watch the pattern and you ask them one more question, you get the same pattern. You've just found out how they make a decision when they're buying something more than a $5,000. What? Okay, <laughs> no? Okay, so now you use this either in their best interest, so it's ecological, that would be Stacy's word, good for them, good for you, good for the world, or it's self-serving, and that self-serving is black hat. Self-serving would be a, 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 somebody who, a, a witch doctor who practices voodoo in Haiti, persuading someone that they're going to die and they believe him, and they die. Are you freaking kidding me? Mm. It happens. Okay, and so that's Black Hat. Like, why in the hell use your power link? Okay, well, whatever, because it had some benefit to them. I don't know. It's like, it's about self-serving, you know, versus um, other, you know, blessing others. So, you know, facilitating their path, making life good for everyone through how you guide them. So she's white hat, pure white hat. And she, she does a thing called successology. She's trademarked it now. Boot camp. She used to call it a success mastery boot camp. Mm -hmm. And uh, now she's called a successology boot camp. But it's a, for years it was live and now it's on Zoom. And I haven't been to a Zoom one, but I've been to, I don't know, 10 live ones because because I'm in her tribe, if you will, you know, I'm a trainee, I go and support her. And she'll always say, I have people that have gone through, come on up and tell you who, who you are and what's your story, what you do, and how the impact was on you. And I'm there to testify how powerful this is uh, for people and their lives and for others whose lives they'll touch and how powerful Stacy's work is and who she really is and what she's made of. And so I've been to a lot of them and these days they're on Zoom and I've never been to a Zoom one, but she has them maybe four times a year. She could have them like a hundred times. She did them like at a place in Fullerton and then she did in St. Louis and other places that she's trained people that are now doing her work. But um, um, it's like, uh, it used to be a Saturday from 10 a.m. to four. And maybe it's over at, you know, 3.45 or 3.30, but uh, it's 10 to four on a Saturday. It is it will give you an absolute window into NLP, the power of it, examples of it. She uses her own life. She's female. She's in the military. You know, she had a dad who was a chronic alcoholic, uh, but he was doing the best he could with what he had at the time. You know, these are thinking like, no, no. You know, when she says like my, my earliest memory was when I, I was in my little cowgirl boots and a diaper and my dad said, get over here. And I said, make me put my hand on my hips. And I said, make me. And mom tried to get to me first, but dad got to me and he threw me across the room so hard. I broke into the wall. 
She goes, that's my earliest memory of my dad. You know, and you're going like, fuck. Yeah, you know, like, not fuck. good. And then she goes, but you know what? He was doing the best he could with the tools he had at the time. And you're thinking, who thinks like that? Right. I understand. So with that master who has trained me um, to be white hat and OP and to do use the skills and the mindset and the skill set for others' benefit, I love to send people to her successology boot camp so that they get a little taste but i will here's the summary that you i'd like you to hear and that you need to hear to move forward with your understanding of nlp nlp is just the study of human behavior excellence what that means is if someone is outstanding at something like let, i don't do you what sport do you play springboard diving springboard diving Got it. If you're excellent at springboard diving and somebody says, my God, Scotty, I so much want to do better at springboard diving. Like, how do you do it? And you actually close your eyes and you share with them and they write down every step that goes through your mind as you, I'm on the back of the board and I picture a volcano you know, whatever it is, you know, and my legs are filled with lava and as the lava, you know, whatever is going on and you tell them, and then I inhale and then I reach for the sky and that, and you tell them everything you think and do from the time you haven't begun the dive to the time you're on your way into the water. They can learn how to do it in half the time that you did. That's modeling excellent behavior, whether it's springboard diving, selling, helping people get beyond what I, I want this and I want this, but they don't connect. I can never do both. I want to be the best mom, but I want to be a professional and I can't do both. You know, that it's called parts integration to, uh, you know, I just, I'm not, I can't charge that much money for, I, I just can't charge money. I, 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 you know, overcoming limited beliefs, like I'm not worthy, you know, where the hell did that come from? You know, that kind of stuff. Oh, by the way, there, I have, I have two credentials, that one, and I'm also, uh, to quote it, I'm a certified master practitioner of timeline. Of timeline. Timeline is a, this isn't the official definition, but I will make it a picture so you it's a creative use of the imagination where whoever is the practitioner asks the person they're working with to picture how they see time. It's either in front of them and it's in, a, and it's directional. It's in front of them left or right, or it's, you know, futures in front and the past is behind, or it goes to them diagonal, it passes through them, or they can see the whole timeline without you know, in passing through the, 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 how they see time and then asking them to picture themselves rising out of their body and going up above themselves and getting onto their timeline and writing it in however way they want to. They can put it in a little cart. They can, you know, ride a unicorn. They can have a jetpack. They can use a magic car, whatever. They just picture whatever the way they want to ride their timeline and taking them to points in their timeline 
Uh, let me do a piece of the script. Uh, Scotty, do you remember, I, I want you to close your eyes and tell me, do you remember a time, a very specific time, and what is the, what is the um, earliest time that you can remember where you encountered exaggerated, extreme and exaggerated anger? I want you to think of a time, a very specific time, as far along ago as possible, the earliest time you ever experienced exaggerated, you know, anger. Mm -hmm. Can you think of that time? And you and you say, yes. And I say, how old are you? you go, I don't know. And I say, okay, oh. if you knew, how old would you be? What number comes to mind? What number comes to mind? You go, uh, two. And you go, great. So you were two years old. I want you to go up on your timeline now. Tell me when you're up there. I'm up there. It's creating this imagination. Point yourself toward the past, yes, and ride your timeline back until you're above that event. I don't want to know about the, don't tell me about the event. It's not about the story. I don't need to hear it. Matter of fact, I don't want to hear it. Say, and, and that's not part of the script. That's just that you know that in advance. Like when I'm asking you, I don't want to, you know, you can tell me the story, but you're paying me by the hour. I don't need to hear the story. Don't tell me the story. Uh. Like, just tell me when you're there. <laughs> just say, I'm there. Okay. You know, nod when you're there, whatever. Not, and they've got their eyes. They're not in trance. They're just, okay. Uh, tell me when you're there. I'm there. All right. I want you to go back before the event to a time before the event and before any events that led up to that event and tell me when you're there. Where is that emotion? Can you feel it? No. Okay. I want you to go back above the event, turns toward the, and go back above the event and look down on the event as if you're seeing it on TV. You're not involved in the event. You are above it so that you don't feel the emotion that you just see it. And I want, and I'm asking your unconscious mind, unconscious mind, tell Scotty the lessons that you want him to receive from this event. And when you're ready, Scotty, tell me the lessons that come to mind from your unconscious mind. What lessons are you to learn from this event? And you, and Scotty's got his eyes closed and I've got a pen and Scotty's saying things like, I'm okay, I'm strong, I'm loved. This won't take me out. This too shall pass, whatever you're saying. And you're right, it's it's not trance. It's, you're totally, you know, I can say like, open your left eye and you're there and you're, it's, you're Scotty. But yeah. you're, it's a creative spent. And let me tell you something. Here's what happens. Come back to present, come down, and you say, okay. Um, and remember, this was extreme exaggerated anger. It was either, you know, you were in the womb, you know, it's like, is it before you were born or after you were born? It was it was after I was born. And how old were you? I don't remember. Well, what kind of number comes to mind? I was before I was born. Oh, was it in the womb or was was in the prior life? It was in a prior life. And how many lifetimes ago? Seven. What the fuck? Look, I've heard it all. Like, but honest to God, Scotty, it's real. And so even if even if it's not real, the effect is real. And it goes like this. So they you say, and tell me when you're back in the room. And open your eyes. Okay. So was that okay? Yeah. Okay, so um, do you want to test it? Sure. All right. I want you to think of a time, a very specific time in uh, it, it, during your life when you experienced ex that same exaggerated and extreme emotion. Can you think of a time? Yes. Please go up, close your eyes, go up on your timeline, point toward the past, 
and go back to that time and tell me when you're above that time. Okay. Now I want you to go down into the event. I want you to be there, feel your feelings, see what you see, hear what you hear, feel the feeling, and tell me, where is that emotion now? And this is what happens. Look, Marius. They go like this, they go like. Huh. huh. I, I, it's gone. It's gone? Are you fucking kidding me? It's like, wait a minute. Remember Woody Allen? Oh, I saw my therapist yesterday. We've been working for 25 years. We're, we're making some progress. It's like, <laughs> and in six freaking hours, doing a family history and a total breakthrough, you shift and, and release. And, 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 and just because somebody said, I want you to come back to the president on your way back, I want you to stop at every occurrence of that extreme emotion and, and take on the learnings, take on the lessons and apply them at every event all the way back to now. Every event all the way back to now. Apply hmm. learnings at every event all the way back to now. And let me know when you're back in the room. Wow. Now, nuts. Now, is timeline associated with neuro-linguistic programming, or is that something it, altogether it, separate? It is a subset uh, uh, skill uh, process that was uh, created by one of the outstanding leaders, and and he he trademarked it, so you can't use it unless you pay him. So we can't call it timeline therapy, circle R. So we still call it timeline, but it's the same thing, you know? And um, yeah, uh, Scotty, I mean, yeah, I mean, the whole thing about prior lives and all, let me say, so my prayer before I left the agency was, Lord, I'm resigning this addictive career to reshape my life. Show me what you want me to do. I'm ready. And I prayed that for six months before the day I left the agency. And so I have said ever since then, I am in show me mode. And so, in other words, I want to see the hand. I know it's there. I just want to pay attention. So I see. And so like, wow, I did that is not like, oh, that's God's hand. I want him, his praise God. I want him to get credit. I want God to get credit because it's not me. And so the, the, pro, the timeline process and uh, it is not uh, a um, trick. It's not a my telling you what to think. Uh, you don't even tell me the story. It's just a process that seems to connect the unconscious mind with the conscious mind and the unconscious mind finally releases because one of its jobs is to hold on to what it feels the conscious mind's not ready to accept. Whether that's you created multiple personalities as a child because you were raised by people in a cult and they, you had to watch young you know, animals being cut open and blood being drunk and you were part of the ceremony. It's like, cause that shit kind of, that happens. It's like, yeah, but it does. And it's like, or you were abused, you know, or whatever. 
or your dad gave your sister a, a, a banana popsicle and you didn't get one and, and, and you always felt you weren't worthy ever since that day and it logged on your cellular memory, but you didn't even remember it. Hmm. Whatever. And shift things because your unconscious mind connects with your conscious mind and it's over. What? <laughs> Just like that. Somehow, somebody figured that out doing clinical work with people that couldn't express themselves. So they found ways to, found that there are patterns and then turned it into a science and perfected it. And timeline came out of that arena. And there were a couple of people, Bandler and Grindler and Bandler and Virginia Satir and Todd James, who was behind timeline. All these people who were heavy, what's 20, 30 years ago. And, um, Anyway, um, Stacy had said to me, uh, I want you in my work on, on August. And it was June. And I said, well, she goes, you have no idea how power, you already have this phenomenal power. And with this skill set, mindset, tool set, you will go to way, it'll take you way higher in your ability to be flexible, to listen, to help people in the way you do. Uh, you just have to trust me on that. And I want you in my room in August. And I'm like, well, how much does it cost? She goes, that's not the point. It's $3,400. And I said, Stacy, Jesus, you know, I don't even have a business to speak of. I don't, and she goes, well, don't talk to me about that. She goes, what can you afford? About hundred bucks a month. I'm like, well, I would be difficult to scrape to, I mean, we're in the midst of it. It's a mess. You know, she goes hundred. And I'm like, okay, maybe until like January. And then if I'm doing business, then, you know, maybe another, maybe 200 and then another year I'll change to 300. And she goes, great. See you in August. <laughs> talk price with a person trained in nlp um <laughs> and, and i'm like okay and i was there you know the practice eight days and i think it was day two it might have been day three but i think it was day two i went up to her uh, you know after lunch middle of the afternoon at the lunch break or middle of the afternoon break or something like that and i said like stacy I, I want you to hear this and she looks at me and goes what and i said i get it I'm in the whole way. I don't care. Just get me all the discounts. I'm in the whole way. You know, I, you don't have to pitch me at the, I'm in. I get this. I want this. She goes, you mean all the way you two trainers? Training? I'm like, yeah, whatever. All the way. Wow. And that, that was what happened. So, and wow. You hear what I do with other people. Like they say, look, you know, I, I really see the value of this. I really want this, but I, I just can't afford, you know, whatever. I always, I tell them the Stacy story and I say, you write down what you think you can afford. And if I accept it, you're in. And if what's supposed to happen is you're in this work, that's the most important thing. Get in the work and, you know, give me your commitment that, you know, give me a credit card or something I can automate this so i don't have to chase you from you know and it'll happen every month and as soon as you can raise it you raise it just send me a text hey change that 200 dollars to 350 dollars a month Whatever. how often has that backfired where you had made an arrangement with somebody and then after paying for x amount of time they reneged or they stopped or it, does that happen often never i've done this for four and a half years it hasn't happened yet Wow. And Scotty, I still have people paying. The me. power of reciprocity, isn't that something? Yeah. I, I I have had people sign up 
to do group, pay me, put 997 down, like you heard the, you know, it happened actually in, <clears throat> I did this October, four people signed up at that event, 997. She went through all the group, got the whole thing, charged the second 997 at the end of that month. And she came up with this long email that said, I really, I really kind of told you what I thought you wanted to hear. I'm really different. And you know what? And it's not really working for me. I don't think it's going to work out. So that's, that's it. I don't want to pay anymore. And she was a pastor. <laughs> and I just looked up and said, Lord, I can be litigious, which I'm not, or I can release this. And I'm not even going to respond. I'm just going to take her off the automated merchant service so that she doesn't get charged anymore. And I think the answer to the prayer is she's not one. Because if I'm not supposed to be moving, for, if she's not connected and, and uplifted, then she's actually not on your team, which is weird because she's a pastor. Or she's going down such a wrong road that she's going to have to come back and say, let's do this again. I'm in. Because right now, she's taken off on her own way. And I don't think it's your way. So I'm releasing her. I had to do that. But I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about the money. If it were about the money, I'd be chasing her and going like, no. You, I, you were in every day. You, I did my job. You need to pay it. I don't care if you go. And you were, you, you're telling me you were disingenuous. You don't have to pay me because you were disingenuous. I could have sent an email back. Yeah. No, you're dealing with a few things there. You're dealing with the disappointment, first of all, that it's a customer and whatever. You're dealing with the disappointment that you had expectations of her because of what she does. You held her on a higher pedestal, which is what we all do. And I have a similar instance where, you know, we've I've held somebody to that level and then come to find out that the reason, again, how I see it now is the reason that they were at that level wasn't because of their work, it was because of the benefits that they received in what they did. And when you connect that characteristic with that person and then it's like you understand, but it still hurts. It still hurts because you want to believe that people that are in that situation, especially a pastor, especially somebody that you looked up to for, or you look up to for spiritual guidance and discernment, would be somebody that you could get these characteristics from. And when they exhibit that, then, then you feel lied to, you feel betrayed, you feel, I'm talking about myself. And what a dang bummer. So, um, and then you lost business, it's revenue, which you need to for your own family and your life and the things that you wanna do. So I feel your pain on that. <laughs> I, got two, I got two of the six payments. I mean, I I got two grand out of it, so that was good. <laughs> so I'm saying, um, so one of the biggest things I've seen from you, and that I'm, I've kind of made the connection even more now talking to you, and talking about the neurolinguistic programming, is a word, congruency. Mm. That's something I've heard you say several times, repeat, and and it is your message. It's a very, it's probably the most important part of your message. But epiphany of like, whoa, that's a very powerful word that I've never really 
reflected on before and how many people could use congruency in their life. And if they did use or were aware of congruency of their actions, of their thoughts, of the places that they connect with, of the people that they associate with, how much more farther or more evolved or happier and fulfilled and doing, making the world a better place, how many more people would be out there on that side of the, of the wall doing that stuff if they were aware of congruency? So I think you have a very strong, important message that you are putting out in the world. So that, that's... Scotty, can I, um, can I share a screen? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you'll have to either make me a co-host or click uh, uh, participants and, and give me uh, um, uh, rights to share or something like that. Or make me the host and then I'll make turn it back. Okay, I made you a host. Okay, cool. So here we go. Uh, share screen. Good. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna play the first. Uh, this is a two minute video, and I might do the whole way, but I really only, it says four things make a brand come alive, and the first one is congruence, and I want you to hear it. Giant, here goes. Ready? Yep. I I use this in my half day. So half day is to people that's cold market. They really don't know me but they've seen an ad or something and they go, you know what, this could be good for me. It's called branding you with impact. I really want to make an impact. It's a different way, you know, the what's and the why's. I think I could get something out of it. it's 47 bucks for that. It's probably worth it if I get one good thing. I'll just watch it and it's a half day. And I play this during that so that it's kind of a visiting expert, but the expert's me, which is kind of funny. But it goes like this, ready? Here it goes. I'm going to do full screen. Uh, Well, there's really four things. First of all, there's congruence. There's a person behind a brand, and maybe it's the executive of a company, maybe it's an entrepreneur who's created a business, or maybe it's a business owner who is developing the business or rebranding the business to take it to another level. But inside that person, there is the vision of you know, who they are and what they stand for. And if the brand that we define for that brand to become is not congruent with the person behind the brand and who they are and what they stand for, there will always be conflict. And that person will have conflict. And so it behooves us in the very beginning to make sure there is congruence between the creator, the champion of the brand, and what the brand stands for. Okay? Secondly, um, consistency. So that's the congruence chunk. <laughs> and for if I if we were if we, you know if, if what I was saying was Take Apple computer for example, you know, let, look at um, Facebook, you know, or let's take, uh, you know, Nike. It's not relevant to people. They're like, I'm not Nike. I'm a one person. You know, this is talking about what's inside you. And if people aren't dealing with who they are and what they stand for, one of the messages is deal with it, for God's sake. <laughs> Ask yourself. It's like, what, you know, 
if you just you just graduated from college with a degree in finance and you're headed to Wall Street because you've heard you can make all the money there, and now you're finding out that you have to do this and you have to do this, and you're thinking, wow, I don't know, that doesn't feel good. Hello, it's a sign you're going to be in conflict. And if you're thinking, well, I just put up, or somebody's saying, no, we don't do it that way. As a matter, we cut this corner, and that's the way we do it here. So you have to do it here, or you're fired, and it's against your ethics. And you're thinking, well, I'll just do this until conflict, conflict, whether it's what you stand for or whether it's moving aside your integrity for a moment or moving aside what you believe in for a moment or putting something on the back burner while you do something you feel you have to do to get ahead. All those things. Or, you know, I've heard this. I've heard this. You know, there's billions to be made in pornography. It's a great business. I mean, it's not what I believe, but hey, it's a great business. I, you know, depending on who you are, hopefully there's conflict. You know, or or what Ada was talking about this morning. Oh man, you know, I can just I can tell these orphans take the kids whose parents have died and they're really orphans. There's nobody left, and sell them on the white slave market. And you can add your, to your money and actually run the orphanage. And they're in Russia or they're in South America, and they do it. And how do kids, how do kids that are that young get in the white slave market? Because they get sold by people whose responsibility is to care for them. You gotta be freaking kidding me. Yes, it's true. And Ada spoke about it in their thing this morning. It's like, uh, okay, they're either totally dark side and that's just who they work for. And they're unredeemable. Well, of course we're all redeemable, so I can't say that, but they're like heavily on the on the on the dark side, or uh, or they train an NLP, you know, and they're using it to get people to do what they shouldn't do. But when they do it, the person who does the NLP uses the NLP skills gets a benefit. But the other people they find out later that you know really wasn't in their best interest. But it's too late. That kind of stupid stuff. But there'll always be conflict, and uh, and for the people who care. And hear this, they're in. Scotty, it's not everybody. Not everybody's ready. They're just not ready. They don't know themselves. They don't, you know, whatever. But for those, I'm after those who are who are determined to make an impact on others' lives. So they could be in their 20s. I've had clients in my 20s who were, you know, 20 going on 50 in their wisdom. But there are people in their 40s who aren't ready. They're still in comp or they're still doing what they think they have to do, or they're just not present, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Or they just got hurt and they're just too hurt and they, they're hurt, runs their life. And I'm not there to do, I'm there to take the ones who are like, and I, you know, I've done this for years and I'm over it. I'm going to do what I love and what I think I can, you know, because I really want to help those people, but I don't know how to build a brand. I don't know what branding is, but I think I need uh, uh, those people. Or I've done something for 30 years. You know what? I'm going to take it to another level because I want this to be a legacy for me. those people. Or I've created this thing where I have a specific way that I teach or coach, or I had a specific product and it's really going to help people's lives because it, it'll make their lives easier. It'll take away burden. It helps them release pain. It helps them. Uh, 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 it's, and they're thinking about the impact, not this will make a million dollars. Probably one of those those three. And I, there are actually four, but those three are good. You know, those are the people I'm after, and they're kind of ready for impact driven branding. That's who I'm after. 
So the purpose of the, by the way, this is at www.thebrandyouwillbecome.com. Y-O-U? Huh? Yeah. If you go there, there is like eight uh, clips that are like one minute or two minutes or three minutes. This happens to be one minute and two minutes and 27 seconds. And uh, answering, you saw the question on the screen. Let's go back to this one. Uh, looks like this. What makes a good brand? So they're like eight basic, common, frequently asked questions. But this gentleman with the tie from out of town is going to, expert, is going to speak clearly, no funny talk to you and give you straight answers. Whereas most branding people will just tell you, well, you know, when we connect your essence to the whatever and then trancing you with bullshit. And if you hold a gun to their head and say, okay, that's really good. You have 10 seconds to tell me exactly what the steps are to make a brand come alive. And they go, oh, 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 and you have to shoot them. Yeah. That's pretty much everybody, you know, a lot of people, because most people just don't, they don't, they're not in the business, if you will, of teaching it because then they give their juice away, but they don't know it anyway. They just do it and claim that it helps with your brand because they're so creative because they have a background in design and they're going to create your logo because that's going to help your brand. <laughs> logo is marketing execution. Thinking that it's the brand is bullshit. It's, it's, it's miscommunication. It's literally putting you on the wrong track. And many people think it's the brand. So the people who sell logos, that's what they say because they'll sell you a logo right now. I'll tell, I'll tell you, don't touch the damn logo, except in two times. You just got bought and you have to, or there's some significant change in what you do and how you do it. And you need a device, a strategic device, a way to get people to pay attention. Now you advertise the change in the logo because it puts a spotlight on what's different. And now you get credit for what you need to get credit for to move forward. Those are the only two times. Other than that, you're wasting your time, wasting your money, and don't freaking do it. I don't care what your mother says. I don't care what your partner says. I don't care what you think. Or, oh, I came up with this idea, and what do you think about that? That's, that's, that's nasty. That's like you don't have a desire brand triangle to look at and go, uh-oh, uh, next? You don't have the power of next. And so you'll just take any shiny object. If it's shiny, you know, it's like, yeah. Well, okay. Now, now let me put this in context here. You're saying this, this is coming out of your mouth, but who are you <clears throat> to say, to make that kind of comment? Do you have some kind of a marketing um, history where you've, what I know, I know there was, you were on some, some pretty big marketing board and this is what you've done for so long. So that's why I, I just want people to understand that you're not just some person saying this, like you've been living this marketing beast pretty much your life. And so what, what, what are your credentials in marketing? Okay. So I'm going, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you an email with no email in it. It just has my PSs and I'm going to bring that up right now. And I'm going to, pointed out so you give me a share screen so here we go ready uh on the share screen you're going to get something that looks like this and there's going to be two ps's here and they're the registration links for my half days which i would love if we do this i do two half days every other month i would love for us to do our first of a series in time before and have it Put out there before April 15th or April 24th to be able to say he's got one of these coming up check it out but if, if not the next two that 
new cold market of people that don't know who I am will be in, uh, this is April, so May, June, be two in June. Okay, but let's do this. I'm going to click and I, I'm, I have to reshare because it's going to take me to a different screen. So hold on. There it is. Hold on, let me get on the screen. Yep, yep, yep. Hold on. So here's where that link leads you. It's a, a landing. Oh, shit. Hold on. Landing page. It looks like this. Oh, it's getting weird. Oh, wait. Wow. Hold on. Wow. Okay. Looks like that. And if I scroll down and you can, so I just say email, if you click the landing page and then scroll down to the bottom, because th this says, you know, here are these two coming up and this will get in this special event, you eliminate your confusion about brand, whatever. This is perfect to, for them to hear. And it goes down here and there it is. The bio. So Rich, uh, Founder, CEO, Rich brings 44 years of experience defining and languaging brands and then marketing them. As a certified global branding consultant with partners worldwide, Rich defined brands and their language for companies impacting hundreds of industries. He took a radical sabbatical from his high intensity career to reshape his life. Uh, and he studied to become a certified trainer of neurolinguistics programming and timeline, as well as a certified master of training. Today, he chooses to share with you possibilities he sees in your brand and how to achieve them. He multiplies your insight about how your brand creates impact and you will feel it firsthand as he accelerates people toward their desired brand and toward their true purpose. So, and he co-authored these books. So the credentially stuff is there. Um, well, the reason I wanted to bring that up is because I know that there are people that love changing their logos and then they see something and they're like, hey, I'm tired of looking at the same logo. I want a better, more vibrant color. I want this to be you know, uh, rounded out and that squared off and this, I think it'll look better. And then people, because it's their baby, they want to... They want to change it. They want to spend time on it. And what you're saying is don't do that. Just leave it as it is. Spend that energy that you have pushing your cause or whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. Is that well, are you right? I would say do the work that defines, clearly defines and languages what your brand must become to make the impacts you really want to make. And once that work's done, now ask yourself, what does the logo have to do to play its part? Does language have to be on that logo that gets you credit for your unique positioning? Does your brand, your name of your business not say what it does and so you actually fail the five acid test and you need to add a tagline so that it's clear what you do? You know what I'm in the I'm in the midst of that with Carol Ben Davies right now. We we're it said Carol Ben Davies college bound determination. So what? It's like oh you helped me get into college. No, that's everybody else. They want to help you get into college, into the right college or whatever, and find money to get in. That's not what she does. She she helps you understand how to prepare your child to know what they really want out of college because they know themselves because they've done assessment tests and they see their strengths and they know their strengths and they're encouraged and 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 and, and starting in ninth grade and 10th grade and and now they know exactly what I've got so when they hit the wall 
of the brick wall of college pitfalls, I get depressed. I think, what am I doing at this college? I'm in the wrong place. My roommates, is, I hate my roommate. Oh my God, I can't even go back there. You know, I don't want to go to class because it's too hard. Oh, blah, 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 blah. oh, I'm getting depressed. Oh, I can't tell my mom I'll be, you know, I'm wasting my money. Oh my God, I'm so ashamed. I'm just going to quit and, and go away. I think I'll just commit suicide. I mean, all of that shit that create 35% of college freshmen fail or quit or leave the college they're at and go somewhere else or, or they just don't. Sometimes they disappear. Sometimes they commit suicide or they get suicidal, they get depressed. And, and, and unless somebody saves them, so Carol A does, she's been for years, she's been on college campuses doing triage with these kids and their parents, but she's gone into business for herself to make them aware of it and prevent it so that they are coming in knowing what they want higher probability they'll get what they want, higher probability they'll be resilient and bounce off that wall of college pitfalls or go around it or go under it or go over it. And not only make their college the you know come alive and be a blessing instead of ruining their college and maybe ruining their life, which is 35%. That's what you but doesn't say it, does it? College bound determination, dun, 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 the best four years of your life. Bullshit. <laughs> watch out, watch out, watch out. Why do you say that? So we added a tagline. Reality preparation, comma, life advantage. That's the tagline. Yeah. Carol Davies, we left her signature on like Barnum and Bailey's greatest show on earth because we want it associated with her because she has a reputation. People recognize her name. She was in three major colleges. So, okay. But Carol Davies, comma, determination, reality preparation, comma, life advantage okay so you're a parent with a and you're you're you know you're out there and then you see this and you go huh i think i i want to know what that is hey, yeah 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 and so we're at, we're evolving the logo she also had a tree she thought it was a tree i look like a bunch of sticks to me and it was supposed to represent you know the life and you know but it didn't Somebody used some tree. That, well, let's use this tree. It's like she went okay, and it's like no. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're we're we If you saw the before and after, you'd be going, of course. But somebody's got to get you through that conflict. And if you have forty-four years of, or more of dealing with the shit that you get when clients say, "Well, we did that," you go, okay. <laughs> you know, you, you learn to let them think, you know, you, anyway, you know the deal about people, but of what can happen and what, and, and you learn language from your art directors because you didn't know that language because you're not an art director, but you're an executive vice president. So you go, look, teach me. And you did that for 20 years at an ad agency and, and, and that, that, that then, and then became a member of, of a partnership that had had partners just like your agency in 21 countries and you get together every year and you get certified on global branding processes. So there's step, 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 step. And one of the processes with a big brand is you do research internally and externally on what, how you see the brand, how it sees itself, how other people see it. And you determine the gaps between those two, all that stuff. It's like we did and sit on global brand teams and move brands from country to country. It's like, that was me. 
And then I'm the pitch guy. So we're pitching Raytheon in Los Angeles, which is their largest operating unit, probably about two thirds of all of corporate Raytheon, which happens to be in Framingham, Massachusetts. But you're pitching locally to, to say, we want to guide your brand because you guys are not getting credit. And, and, and they're like, well, let's see what you got. And we're guy, and we show them the process and they go, wow. It's about time that somebody, we finally found somebody that really understands our brand. That would be me. That's, I'm that guy, okay? Because I, I say things like, so here's what your customers say. And they lean in. And the hook goes in the face. Okay, <laughs> no, that's me. And so, you got that guy who's got all that history, but now it's not for the same purpose. You just have all the benefits of it without having to listen to the, you know, it's not persuading you what he thinks your brand should be. It's listening to you and saying, holding up a shiny mirror and saying, here's what I see in your heart. How close are, how close am I? And have him go like, oh my God, I, I think I'm supposed to work with you. Here's what I see moving forward with the brand. May I show you how that maps out? Okay. Well, <laughs> who would say no to that? <laughs> and 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 this is all congruent with with what I see in your heart. Yeah, congruence. It's all congruent. It's all congruent. It's all congruent. That's a huge difference, and that's why I mention it because when you start languaging, you know how people are. Somebody says like, "Why don't you say this?" Oh, that's cool. Let's use that. Ah! Okay. <laughs> there's no chart where you can look at the desire brand triangle and go like, ooh, that will support this characteristic. Oh, it supports five of our characters and one of our expertise. You know, it's pretty good. Or next, <laughs> you don't have that. So you go, you, you do whatever sounds good at the time, you know, and that's the world. And especially when people are talking, well, this will be good for your brand, you know, brand, 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 brand. Yep. Branding, branding, branding. You know how important it is. You do, don't you? Do, oh, I do, I do, I do, I do. Okay, well, you need the essence. I, I need the essence. 10 grand. I, I bought some essence, but I don't know what I do. <laughs> yeah. Does that help? Ah, I, you know what? I don't think anybody can argue that branding is important and I believe that if you have a congruent message and you are able to throw everything in that direction, that you will be, that, that will definitely translate into dollars. First, it translates into impact, which then will translate into dollars. I 100% agree and I'm on the board, I'm on board with you on that message. So that's, again, I, I wanted you to come on the show because I wanted, I wanted to kind of pull it out in different ways of having these conversations and um, I think this was a really uplifting I think it was insightful uh, I think it's I'm very appreciative that you decided to come on the show so um, I don't want to waste or I know you have other things to do so I want to be conscious of your time but um, I'm also very, I just want you to know before we get off that I appreciate your time and I'm definitely looking forward to working with you. So I think that you'll be able to help me and you know, how exactly that's going to work out. I'm not sure, but I guess we're going to find out. So, well, I, you know, and I haven't even been talking about you because you asked me to, you know, certain questions and 
I've been, by the way, I'm going to say one more thing on the, I'm sending you something. Yeah. Uh, this art that's on the screen, Impact Driven Branding with Rich Kozak, um, we don't put a hyphen in there anymore and we do all caps for Impact Driven Branding. However, that I'm associating myself with Impact Driven Branding because, and I'll uh, stop sharing and take myself off uh, virtual background and remind you that this is the book cover Impact Driven Branding, Seven Steps to Ensure Your Brand Impacts People's Lives in the World. So since that's the book cover, Impact Driven Branding is pretty darn important. And uh, so um, I want to be associated with that. And um, I have a pod, that art was, was created by a podcast uh, producer who recorded and edited my trailer. So if somebody goes like, oh, I think I might want to listen to the podcast. I wonder what it is. They listen to the trailer and they go, wow, I want to see. It. And we're doing a series of eight podcasts. They're not recorded yet, but the trailer's recorded. If you ask me to, I will send you the trailer. Absolutely. It's me telling my story. but And so I realize you have the recording, but the podcast is tight. And also now you know what it sounds like. You know, and you're doing the podcast business. And so literally, if we do a series so that people get pieces of this without having to drink from a fire hose, you know, next time we interview Rich, it's going to be, you know, and then it's going to be, and then it's, it's something to look forward to and brings them back. If you think that's a good thing to do, I think it's a good thing to do. Mm -hmm. I want you to take on this hypnotic suggestion. <laughs> Whoa, well, I have this really weird inkling that I should do it for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's a... Uh, 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 is uh, that you'll know that you could say, hey, check out the trailer for his podcast. I'm, I'm definitely game for that. What's Absolutely. Right now, if you check out the trailer, it'll be on my website. The trailer's there and they can listen to the trailer right there on the website or on Apple or wherever, you know, on these places that it's posted. But, um, or will be posted because he hasn't posted it yet. He needs to add an intro and an extra onto the trailer and, and you know, put it up. But um, it's going to be on my website and you can play it on the website. And the names of all the podcasts are going to be on the website, even if they haven't been recorded yet. You know, say like this one coming soon, this one coming soon, come soon, right? So, I mean, I'm stepping in front of the curtain and I have no website. And so that website's got to get up there with as many placeholders as possible uh, right away. And then I've got to fill in the backfill and fill in the blanks by doing the podcast. Right now I'm doing the video to put up the video training. So we have something to sell, you know, online and, and get our first online asset going and, and be able to fund all this stuff that's costing me money. So it is what it is, one thing at a time. Yeah, well, I understand. Anyway, that's it. So if you tell me to, I'll send you the trailer. Yeah, send send it to me, and I'm yeah. I'm definitely game for that. I think that you know you have an important message. Sometimes you can hear the same message twice, even when it's not complex, and you get different things out of it. So if we break this uh, down, clients come to, clients come to my workshop as many as seven times. I believe that seven. Some come three for and they say i get something i hear something that i didn't hear before every time uh, you know me i teach consistent language right so i say the same thing the same way over and over but if they didn't hear it 
It's not because I didn't say it the same way. It's because they were now ready to hear it. So one of the reasons I, that's one of the reasons I didn't feel uncomfortable saying, hey, Scotty, how about coming on and check it out? It's kind of at a higher level. Because things might land that didn't land before, you go, whoa, okay. Uh, and, and it will be that way with other people too. So you started it. Let's talk about you. And I want you to talk about you. I know we don't have, you know, we need to, it's almost one o'clock and you probably have another one o'clock. So just in, in one minute, either speak to why you should be in the, the group that starts April 29th, even if you can't afford it to be in it and we work out a way so you get in the work or whatever else you want to talk about, about me and you, either or. Well, <clears throat> I always look for somebody that has some type of discernment that I have not achieved yet or something that I can learn. Um, I feel like there's a lot of things I can learn from you. And when you bring together people under favorable conditions in a positive environment with a like-minded goal, and that's to make an impact, I think people will feed off of each other. And just from the, the seminar that you did already that I, I was a part of, there were other people and I connected with them. Um, and I think that's, that's a really important thing is connection. And you wanna connect with people that you can learn something from that have had this life experience in a different context than you. So you can take their insights and apply them to your own life and whatever it is that you're trying to do maybe your goal is not to make an impact maybe you just want to make some money and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that as long as you are specific and intentful and you share and like you said you have congruence hey this is my goal everybody this is my goal this is what i'm trying to accomplish and you're very clear and your language supports your motive and I believe when you have a bunch of people in, in the same room and we're all looking at you and what you're saying and how we see you, we'll be able to say, hey Rich, I like what you're trying to accomplish there, but I'm seeing this in this way and you might wanna be aware of it because if I'm seeing it that way, then somebody else is probably seeing it the same way. So as far as the group and all of the costs and all of that. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't know. I, I tend not to focus on pricing. You know, if if you have $25,000 for a car, man, that's an expensive car. Unless it's a Ferrari, right? Yeah, so so that's that's the thing. It's, it's... I remember cars cost, you know, 11 grand. What happened to them? <laughs> yeah. But so that's the point. What do you get out of it? It's not, it's, it's not about a price. Now, on the other side of that, well, maybe there is $1,000 in my bank account and you're talking about something that's $25,000. Well, shit, that's a lot, that's too much. And how great I think that is, like that Ferrari's beautiful. It's a very pretty car and it goes vroom vroom and it would make me feel good. But later in life, that kind of thing. So that, you always have those trade-offs, but um, the important thing is the work, and I think that you are 
making that statement that it is, you know, there's a, there's a quote from a Persian poet Hafiz and it, and it says something like, I am merely a flute from which Christ's breath blows. Hear my music. It's interesting because you are just, like you said, a catalyst, but you're a corridor, right? For energy and for, I think, good things to happen. So anytime you can surround yourself with people like that, you're not gonna lose. So I've always noticed that about you, even from the first time that we, mo that we met. And I do believe that we're supposed to work together. Again, the context, I think, you know, I've always had a hard time fitting inside a box. So I have my own way of thinking about things and I listen to what you're saying. I hear what I think I hear is your motive and that is cool with me. And I think that I could also help you and we could be the rising tide that raises all ships kind of a situation. So. That's probably, that's probably longer than a minute, but <laughs> what, what do you do? <laughs> so what does that mean in terms of uh, um, uh, if I have, I have three people who have committed and there's a fourth, uh, the largest group I've ever had is eight. The smallest I had was two. I have three people who have committed and I am working on a fourth who is an author, a world changing author whose book is, has been written to connect people to the Holy Spirit. And he's in New Zealand and he's left Los Angeles. Now he's in New Zealand again, but I want him in this group, but he doesn't know that yet. And I have to work on that, um, make it happen. But we've planted a lot of, uh, uh, we've created a lot of roots, um, but at least there'll be three people. And well, there are three people who are absolutely ready uh, and who have already taken serious steps to touch people's lives and they need to, you know, they want to, to master this process and go through the work so that they are ready to do congruent, all their marketing and all their languaging and all their messaging and all their content becomes congruent with their desired brand just the way they heard it and they want that. And so uh good people um two women and a man and the author in new zealand is a man. so i'm hoping for five people and the fifth would be you so, uh, and fourth. and we can absolutely talk offline about that too because another thing that that we could do is have somewhat of a little documentary you know we could because at the end of the day you want what you're doing to be recorded you want it to be you want it to be packaged up in a way where you can show other people what you do and what is possible. So I think I could probably help in that part, in that part of the puzzle too. But, but yeah, we can talk offline about that situation and then the dates and all that. Cause I don't even know my schedule right now. It was hard enough for this podcast, uh, time frame. <laughs> so, um, all right. And then you get back to me as far as what you want to do. You know, I mean, we, we'll continue that conversation. We don't have to do it now. And term, in terms of the podcast and when you want to record what and whether you whether you want to do a, 
you know, a series or you, you want to say, well, that sounds like a good idea, but what would the series be? No, I, I can already see it uh, like a four part or a six part. Let's maybe even start with a four part series of taking your brand to the new level or, or, you know, something like that where we can literally what you're doing is and, and break your message into a couple of different pieces that are, um, chewable and, and just throw it, throw it out there and make it happen. I'm, I'm totally game for that. Yeah. So the name of my half day is branding you with impact. And it was designed for not, not necessarily Christian and cold market people who struggle with branding and they want to find a source they can trust. And maybe this sounds good. So branding you with impact, but I also speak to Christian audiences of when, when does branding become God's work? because that really lights them up and they go like, what? Yeah, that's a whole nother rabbit hole we can talk about. <laughs> Never heard the two, they figured that they're totally incongruent because branding is kind of trickery and it's the world and blah, blah, blah. But they're thinking about the branding that they get sold. You know, let me stick something on you. Like, oh, Scotty, I've got it. You're the world changer. You're the well of water for the whatever. And somebody thought that up and stuck it on you. And now you have to like become it. And I'm doing it from the inside and you're becoming you. And you're creating using brand, the tools of branding the right way to become abundant in the work you do so that you can step from that platform and get closer to the purpose that you have. And it's all from inside and, and it's all congruent. And that's the difference. That's the big difference. So the world talks about branding and it's like, you know, like you have to have this outside guru and it's not about you, it's about it. No. Yeah. If you're one that knows, like, ah, I'm going to take this to another level. I'm going to touch other people's lives. You know, I got blessed with this idea, or whatever it is. Or I'm going to do what I love because it really helps people. Or any of those are like, yep. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll think about the, you know, what those, uh, I'll think about what those uh, uh, episodes of the series might be. So that next time we talk, I might have something to, you know, put in front of you uh, to say, like, I'm thinking about. Okay. And uh, um, anyway, and uh, I, I heard your idea about documentary that has some power to it. Uh, it definitely has. I would give I'll say I'll call it Scotty power. <laughs> Scotty power to your big thinker. Scotty power to it. That's kind of cool. Um, and where are you physically? You're in Corona, right? Yeah, in Corona. This is my uh, studio from the Studio C of Studio Carlisle because it's in my, my, in my home. <laughs> can I connect you with my video producer who is in Riverside? Of course, of course. He's moving into a brand new home that he's, that he's closed. He's closing on it, I think, I don't know, Monday or two. I, he's closing on it like right now. And uh, he's, he's in his old home still, but he's moving his new home. And when he moves to the new home, he'll have a studio, a video studio in his garage, a five-car yeah. garage. He says, it's a big garage. He says, that, the cars don't have to be outside. It's like, it's in there. It's all in there, right? Yeah, and because uh, it's like a five-car garage. Okay, cool. So, and he doesn't have five cars. That, that's a point. <laughs> right, right, right. He's not a five-car guy. Yeah, yeah. And so... Uh, yeah, and he uh, he's shot hundreds of TV shows. He's created feature films. He has produced a feature film. He has distributed films of his and others at festivals. 
He has run a production, a post-production company. And now he runs a, when 2008, all every all the shit hit the fan, he moved to Riverside, closed down his production company because, you know, it wasn't happening after 2008. It was a mess. And he moved to Riverside and kept the essence. He's behind a camera. He tells stories. So video is where the world's going. And he knows it. He did it. And so he moved and created a digital marketing company specializing in video marketing. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, it's he's right on, and he's been doing that since 2010. And uh, and so uh, he's the Dan Nair. He's the guy that spoke at the workshop. He, he did the lunch speech at the workshop, and he's in Riverside. So technically, you're already created, you know, connected with him. But because you're in Corona, and because you said, "Well, we could do a documentary." When he worked for Univision, they sent him to Germany and said, "We want you to record the, uh, you know, the uh, the Passion Play at Oberammergau to be on TV." <laughs> That's Dan Nero. It's like he's got all the skills and all the tools and all the perspective and all, the, and he's deep Christian. He's like he's the one, and he happens to be my video producer. Oh, and he's building a website to do SEO so that we we sell online assets and and he's creating all the trainings, mm -hmm. and so we're already connected and. You know, he might be a super resource for you or not, but you should know each other. And he's your neighbor, essentially. Perfect, man. I couldn't ask for anything better. So you want to say, Rich, real fast, where can people reach you? Absolutely. People can reach me by going to, um, actually, they can get those free videos we talked about it at thebrandyouwillbecome.com. And they can reach me by texting 626-533-6432, 626-533-6432, texting and saying, Rich, I want to talk to you about my brand and give me your name and your phone number and your email address. That is the best way. And I will respond to you and we'll talk about you. We'll talk about you and we'll talk about what's on your mind and then we'll know. Rich Kozak. Thank you so much for your time and your insight. And I can't wait to talk to you again. And until next time, thank you for tuning in to the Move Podcast. I'm your host, Scotty Carlisle, and I'll see you on the flip side. <laughs>